Hey yo, this is Greenskin Mango. Welcome everyone to the Gamango Show. I'm Gordon Meyer, chatting with you from Hong Kong. And I'm John Witcher, coming to you from the crossroads of America. Each episode, we'll be discussing creativity and life. We'll be drawing from our 30 years of collaborating together in so many creative endeavors, successes, failures, our influences, and our current inspirations. So let's get going with the Gamego Show. You got to put the work in if you want to have any success at all. It's not just yeah. going to come to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, you're going to have opportunities, but opportunities are going to do absolutely no good if you don't put in the work and the preparation, you know, to at least meet meet or, or exceed the expectations, especially on that level. It was May 1992. John Frusciante quit the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think they were on tour in Japan sitting in my room listening to the radio and an ad came on that they were looking for a guitar player i called didn't think anything about it left a message a couple weeks go by nothing i'm thinking okay there's no way and then i got a call late in the evening obviously you know california they're three hours off from us so this person asked me if i wanted to audition for the red hot chili peppers and honestly immediately i'm, I'm thinking uh, you know, somebody's messing with me. There, there's no way. So she, uh, she, yeah, she was like, yeah, no, this is this is real. I believe it was uh, right around July 9th. And she mm-hmm. uh, gave me the, the address there, Lancashire Boulevard. I wrote all that down and I'm just kind of freaking out. And uh, and that's when I called As you. you. Do, right? That's right. <laughs> you always yeah. kind of freak out when, yeah, that would happen. That's awesome. That's amazing. So the Chili Peppers do this cattle call and it's time to go to LA, right? They were really wild. I remember uh, we were at the P-Funk concert. Was that the day before or was that a couple of days before? Yeah, it seemed like it was maybe a day or two before. So Black Expo 1992 with P-Funk was like the main band that was there. And the opening group was Prince's New Power Generation. Yep. And I. And I think they had a huge turnout there because everyone thought that possibly Prince might show up. Yeah. But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a wonderful show, though. Oh, my gosh. George Clinton puts on it just blew me away. That was really great. That was awesome. What type of preparation did you have? Mm-hmm. What songs or solos or what's the expectation there? Because, I mean, John Frusciante is a pretty good guitar player, right? I mean... Yeah, and yeah, well, there's Frusciante. I mean, you know, and <laughs> yeah, there's you well, now, fill in the spot. Uh, well, uh, truthfully, um, from the phone call, I was under the impression that they definitely wanted somebody that could tour like pretty quickly. So, um, probably would have been in my best interest to learn as many songs as I could. But I, I really, um, gosh, I was pretty strung out at the time. A teenager didn't prepare like I really should have. I, I wrote a couple of different things. Most of the stuff like Under the Bridge and, the, and the, some of the different songs that I was going to play, you have to finger pick with your right hand. Well, I get into a pickup basketball game and break a finger because I hadn't heard, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I called and, and told them I wanted to audition for the band, but I thought there was no way that they were going to call me. And, you know, it had been weeks and yeah, and I broke my, I broke my finger. It was a little bit of a setback, but, you know, I just tried to do as much as I could. I had to switch the finger that I held my pick in and I couldn't finger pick. So 
that was kind of a nightmare. I don't even remember that at all. That's like so crazy that that happened. I, I was afraid they weren't going to let me audition, so I didn't even wear the cast. <laughs> I, I know that probably sounds crazy too, but you know, uh, <laughs> something like that happens. You know, I, I was pretty freaked out. I wanted to make sure that I definitely got an audition. So, any songs or scales or anything that made it may have made it easier for you to uh, fit into the way well, of playing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, typically, you know, um, I had done um, in jazz band, we did a lot of blues stuff. So I did a lot of major and minor pentatonics. And, you know, Frusciani did a little bit of, of pentatonic blues, but mostly he did a lot of jazz chords and scales. So I kind of dove into that a little bit to, to try to learn, see what he was doing. And I knew a little bit about like Mellowship Slinky and B minor. I believe mm -hmm. that's modal interchange. I think it's B minor and B major parallel keys just things like that if i had put in the work that i really should have you know i'm sure i would have at least done the tour i was a kid and i didn't take it serious you know you know live and learn yeah that's a good lesson to learn in in, in life in general right i mean absolutely you got to put the work in if you want to have any success at all it's not just yeah. going to come to you oh yeah absolutely i, I mean you know you're going to have opportunities but opportunities are going to do absolutely no good if you don't put in the work and the preparation, you know, to at least meet meet or, or exceed the expectations, especially on that level. You know, just make sure that you put in the time. Looking back, I, I always think about that. But the thing is, with preparation, it's, it's something that you do for everything. I mean, you learn the lesson oh, yeah. through you know trying out for the Chili Peppers. You learn the lesson mm -hmm. through you know not having enough paintings for a gallery show when somebody says, hey, do you have paintings for a show? And you say, uh, well, I'm working on one right now instead of having like 12 in storage that you've been doing over the past two years. You have to be actively doing things and actively pursuing things if you want those dreams and expectations that are lingering in your head to actually come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of people think, you know, that you just have to wait and wait and wait for these opportunities to come. And from the Chili Pepper audition and for some of the opportunities I've got coming up down the road, I know that you have to make things happen, you know, and you have to yeah. want to make things happen. A lot of people think that you have to sit around and wait for opportunities to come. You know, am I ever going to get an opportunity? Truthfully, I have found that that never works. You have to make things happen. Mm. You have to go out and go after these opportunities. And then mm -hmm. when an opportunity is presented to you, you know, put your best foot forward. You know, you hear about karma, you hear about, you know, all these things of putting out energy and having that energy come back. And I completely mm -hmm. believe in that. It doesn't always yeah. happen in the timing that you think it will happen or at the earliest point in your life when you're like saying, hey, I'm done with school. Now let the opportunities roll in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really. it is, you know, it's it's you know, you've got to put the energy into it to receive the energy back. But I also think, too, it's a lot of times it's it's doing things for others and showing your gratitude oh, yeah. towards others. And people recognize, you know, the hard work that you do or those things that you really specialize in. And those people are like the lightning rods in your life that can connect you to this opportunity or that opportunity or this person or that person that yeah. fundamentally well, change your life and your career. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's something you've done for me, Gordon. I mean, over the years, I mean, truthfully, I probably wouldn't have known any Chili Pepper songs or had that opportunity at all if I hadn't <laughs> kind of opened my mind to, to different t- types of music. And, you know, even now with, with some of the stuff I'm working on, they're talking about if, if you don't have original music, you know, it was really, really tough to get in, especially with comedy. And I know that's something you pushed from day one, even when we were, you know, recording our own stuff back in the day. Yeah, I mean, you have to have an original voice. I think if you have the voice inside and that's the calling for you to do something, to create something, to talk to the world in your unique voice, the unique voice is the thing that you're supposed to be using. Um, You may have to get there through the voice of somebody else or maybe that's your first few steps or whatever, it's your voice that needs to be heard. You know, that original voice that, that sings through you is, what, is what's important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I remember, I mean, even though I got turned down, it was a great experience to fly out there. And I remember we had just gone to the P-Funk concert and some of the musicians from the P-Funk band happened to be on the plane that I was <laughs> flying on, which I thought was really wild. We that was awesome. Gate. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, I was sitting next to a guy who was um, Sir Nose. Devoid of oh, funk. that's right. He was, yeah, he was like the dancer, you know, guy oh, that like, yeah. played that part. We had just heard so many things about how he was live, and, and mm. it was just it, it blew me away. It was it was incredible. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy to think that like that's 1992, oh. and we're and we're going to go see George Clinton then, and then only just a few years ago, I see them here in Hong Kong. That's you know, they're, wild. They're He's still, still playing here. And, wow. and what was and what was crazy too is that they had a few other headliners playing at the same time, and wow. I wanted to kind of see some of the other headliners because I'd seen P Funk, but I the whole mm-hmm. time I was like, I will stay as long as I can until I see <laughs> that the party over there for P Funk has grown into, you know, level ten, and mm-hmm. and that's what happened. I think I stayed three or four songs to see uh, it was Sigaros watching Sigaros, which is very calm and, uh, you know, noise rock-ish. Mm-hmm. But, and I love them, but not when P-Funk is right over there next to us and yeah. you know, people huh. are bobbing their heads and having a great time. And I'm like, yeah, forget it. I'm going over to see P-Funk. And got oh, right yeah. up like in the front row. And yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. As always. It was really funny too, right around that era, um, when uh, Cullen was talking about um, when Clinton got elected, you know, Bill Clinton w- with all mm-hmm. they did. And I remember the ads on MTV, they'd say Clinton for president, but they'd show a picture of George Clinton. I always thought that that was the funniest thing. Clinton yeah. for president. Do you remember that? Yeah, because he also had the uh, song that was uh, Paint the White House Black and Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was great. It was so cool. Oh, my gosh. And then I remember as we go through Los Angeles on the bus, headed out to Hollywood um, over to Lancashire Boulevard for for the audition, you know, I, I'm a nervous wreck and you were trying to calm me down and, and we get out there and we're standing in front of the privacy fence, you know, for, I don't know, about 20 minutes that I'm warming up and, and then mm-hmm. they pull up in Flea's Jeep, you know, the Chili Peppers pull up in Flea's Jeep and, you know, they take a look around at, the, at us standing out there and then they walk in. One of the things that the lady told me on the telephone, she was like, tell Greer that you're an out-of-towner. So I'm thinking, what the hell does that mean? Out the front door comes this guy and he says, hi, I'm Greer. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, so this is what that means. So I'm like, hey, Greer, I'm an out-of-towner. And he's like, well, uh, all right, line up with these guys and gals right here, and we'll send you guys in. It was a restaurant, uh, like a seafood restaurant that they converted into a studio. We file in, you know, and I'm walking in and I'm looking around. I think that that's where you were telling me, uh, you know, where Anthony's sunglasses were sitting on the table. Yeah, so in order for me to wait in line with you, I had to sign up also as trying out for guitarist for the Chili Peppers, which I was not suited for in any way, shape, or form, but they were cool with me. Just like That's cool. hanging out with you and, and signing the form and the release form and everything. So I went in while you were in, actually. We both kind of went in at the same time, and I just sort of waved to them. I was like, don't waste your time with me. I'm just here with my friend. And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and so I'm sitting there, and I like took off my, um, my mirror shades and put them down on the table. And then I'm sort of watching where you're at, you know, in the little studio room. And then I go to pick up my sunglasses again, and it's like, these feel really heavy. And they're Anthony Kiedis's sunglasses. So <laughs> I, I thought oh. maybe I should put these back down and grab my cheap <laughs> sunglasses because he might miss these. Um, yeah. So do you mind if we tape your audition? And I was like, ah, no, I guess that's okay. And and you were like, I think that's a, a compliment, John. <laughs> and so uh, so I start playing, and and I mean, I'm, I'm the the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life. And yeah. I, I mean, I just, I, I played absolutely horrible. I, I don't even remember. I, I, I think that I went into Voodoo Child from uh, Jimi Hendrix and mm -hmm. I didn't play anything Chili Pepper and it, it was just a, a train wreck. And Anthony sticks his head in the door and goes, nope, sorry. Well, thanks for the opportunity anyway. Remember we walked out and um, where the Chili Peppers were playing, uh, they were playing in the, uh, the room across from the, the studio I, I was in, mm -hmm. and they had this big circle of glass in the wall because it used to be a restaurant. And remember, we were standing there looking in, watching them audition with other guitar players, and it was just so surreal, so wild. But it was really surreal. I mean, coming from where we came from, yeah, and and oh. I mean, yeah, we had no exposure to anything like this, no. and it was just yeah. And, I think that alone, that sort of wake up call to what's real and what's fantasy and what's uh, rock what's star possible, posing, yeah. yeah, what's possible, you know, all kind of like merged as to this is this is a business, you know, it's not a yeah. MTV fantasy sort of thing, which we grew yeah. up in, you know, we grew up living yeah. that fantasy and believing that fantasy full heartedly. But yeah. there's also a part of us that also knew it's like, yeah, we have to get serious and get real with our own skills. We walked through Hollywood a little bit and we saw the different stars, Marilyn Monroe star. We walked mm -hmm. around a little bit, just, just Hollywood. So, so wild, you know, and you think Hollywood, beautiful, amazing area, but I always thought it would be huge and it's so much smaller than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's a huge difference between like Los Angeles, greater Los Angeles, and just like the small area that is Hollywood. and. And yeah, now, I, I mean, I remember it back then and even now how overrun it is now with like tourist traps and things back then. It seemed almost it was scarce <laughs> in comparison. Yeah, I think we ended up going over to Venice Beach. Oh, yeah. We have, yeah, we have photos of that. We'll, we'll put those up in the ads. Yeah, the Howard Johnson and Culver City. Gosh, and I remember all these years later, I always thought that I'd want to move to Los Angeles if I ever got the opportunity. 
But oh my gosh, I fell in love with Culver City. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like you see in the movies with the palm trees on both sides of the street as you go, you know, it's just absolutely incredible. Which is so much of LA anyway. It's like it could be anywhere. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So back in Indy, obviously, you know, I'm buried down, you know, really wanted to, to, to go on that tour, you know, maybe do an album. We still, we, you know, we performed, we played out still quite a bit, mm -hmm. but you know, I mean, I struggled. I got really depressed. I, I got into more drugs and alcohol, just not very productive at all. We'd just done the EP for oh, Greenskin yeah. Mango. We just recorded that. And then right off, right off the heels of that, the Chili Peppers tryout happens. For you, you know, the mothership is taken off from the ground and going on full throttle into space. I mean, it's like, how, how do you go from being how old were you at the time? You're uh, 90, uh, 19. So, so you're still a teenager. 19. You're still 19 years yep. old. You're just did mm -hmm. your, your demo tape. You're going out to trial for the chili peppers. Yeah. It seems like all your dreams are coming true. And then yeah. the chili peppers kind of give the smackdown of reality of, mm -hmm. with Anthony Kettis narrating that that's going to put you back a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know that I just had this, this vision of exactly how it was going to be, you know, this mm. was going to happen. Then this was going to happen. Then this was going to happen. But when the first one doesn't happen, it changes the whole trajectory of everything else. Greenskin Mango's doing their thing and we're playing live and we're trying to make it and all these things like that. But I think just where we were at and the time we were in and our mental states. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough just to like keep motivated and keep going and do your original thing and keep creating. But we yeah. did it. We, we forced our way through it. And I think that a lot of that energy that we use to just make things happen, it's exhausting. It's very exhausting on all cylinders. But at the same time, the payoffs are, it is your thing and you've done it and we still have it. And no one can take that away from us. So. No, I mean, and it led to this, you know, there are a lot of things that we've done since then. And, and you know, this, like you said earlier, you know, uh, in an earlier podcast, you know, you have those failures where you can either just completely give up or you can use them as launch pads, you know, to, to move on to other things. So absolutely. And with every time that we do something new, we meet new people and new people oh, yeah. come along the way. I mean, we have, I mean, even within our band, you know, the great people that we've worked with, you know, from, oh, yeah. you know, Derek and Chris and, you know, all these amazing Charles, yeah, who, all these amazing people that we work with, no matter what kind of music you're in or art you're in. I mean, if you want to be a rapper, if you want to be like an artist, if you want to be the lead in a Broadway musical, if you want to do any of these things and you have all these aspirations to do it got to do the homework and you got to do the work and research and everything else that goes along with it there's so many movies and so many other tv shows that basically the imaginary people walking in while you're doing it and saying oh you're you're the perfect star that we want for our Ooh. national show or yeah, whatever it is and that <laughs> it, it, it doesn't happen it doesn't like happen no, no you've got to you got to put in a lot of hard work and a lot of time to do these things and the people that are going to be picking you up they have one or two interests in mind and one of them is definitely how do i make money off of you so you got to know that <laughs> but it's an amazing life to have to stay creative and it's been amazing sharing that life with you john it's a it's an incredible journey that we've been on and we'll keep sharing all of our journeys and the bumps along the road and the highlights and all that great stuff yep just getting started thank you everybody thank for you. tuning in 
The Guts. Become a subscriber to the Gamango Show Creative for Life and visit the podcast site for more links and info. You can also visit the website of greenskinmango.com for our awesome streetwear, collective music, and comedy. Go be creative, be creative, be creative, be creative.